morning. Man, is our band just tight and awesome or what? They are really, really, really good. Um, hey, uh, one little uh, announcement I want to make about really next Sunday is kind of a, uh, one of those big days in the life of our church. Um, hey, by the way, if you kind of scoot in a little bit, I don't know if you make room, there's some people kind of coming in that we need to uh, make room for. It always helps just to have some outside uh, aisles available. Um, but next Sunday is Life Group Sunday here at Coastal. And uh, what, what that means is we have our regular services, our regular three services next Sunday. Uh, but we kind of have a, a shortened service in here. Everything is the same in children's ministry. But in here, we kind of shorten things a little bit. And then we actually make room for all of us to take a little mini field trip outside underneath a, a big tent. And uh, just like maybe a job fair or a career fair, uh, we have uh, booths representing all of the different life groups next semester, uh, for next semester. And so uh, next week, you're going to get a little catalog, uh, just like you're signing up for new classes for school, college, for the new semester. We're going to go outside. You're going to see a table and a display uh, representing the study, the book. You'll get to meet the leaders. Uh, we'll even we even have snacks. Uh, in fact, uh, we have actually a, we'll have a ballot for everybody in the bulletin, your bulletin, where you get to vote on the most creative booth, the best display, the best sales pitch, uh, the best snacks. So uh, next week's going to be a lot of fun, and uh, we, we get to basically sign up for our life groups uh, for about a month before we get started. They'll begin uh, the week of September the 21st. So we'll have a, a full month of signing up for life groups. So anyway, next Sunday's going to be a lot of fun. Don't, don't miss that. Uh, today, here and now, uh, we are in week four of the series called Summer Reading. And of course, summer is, is, is over now, right? Tomorrow, everybody goes back to school tomorrow. Uh, but what we've done is we've picked out uh, six books that we thought were worth reading over the summer, and then each Sunday, uh, we preach a message based on the subject matter of that book. And we picked out a wide variety of books on a wide variety of topics. Uh, two weeks ago, in fact, uh, Pastor Scott preached a book using, uh, preached a message using the book, A Dude's Guide to Manhood. That sounds like a bunch of women. I don't think any men... <laughs> guys read the book? Come on now. Right, right. A dude's guide to manhood. Now, the reality is Scott got the man's book. Now, today I'm using the book Unglued. I got the women's book. Now, now, Pastor Scott, you know, being that he was up here on stage preaching, he made a few disparaging jokes directed toward me about why he got to preach from the man's book. Uh, you know, and I was thinking about that. It's dangerous, isn't it? When you're that, you know, cocky that you make jokes, when you only preach about like once every couple of months, because I always get the last word, Scott. So, um, and you know, to me, the real reason I got, I get the women's book is very, very obvious. I am much more of a ladies' man than Scott is. And, uh, right, Janet? Okay, there you go. And, um, and quite frankly, he's afraid of all you women. So I was the only one with the guts today to, to preach today's message. But no. Um, now, I know you can argue, Pastor Chris, come on, you know, because you guys said this is not just a, a man's book. You know, a couple of weeks ago, it's a book for everybody. And so this is not just um, a women's book. Uh, it's, it's for everybody. However, uh, 
I found it in the women's book section, uh, one. Uh, it, it's written by a woman. She's a great writer. Uh, there's a picture of a woman on the cover screaming into a large yellow purse. And uh, it's all about handling your emotions. It's a women's book. Okay, so, uh, but guys, seriously, don't, don't, nobody check out today uh, because I promise you, I promise you, there's a lot of great stuff in here and in today's message uh, for all of us. Now, I do want to, I want to talk to the women today kind of specifically, but in general to all of us, but I want to begin by stating the obvious. Wow, it, it must be incredibly difficult being a woman. Is that true? Say amen. If that's, okay, okay, trying to get you on my side first this morning um, before I slam you. Anyway, no, um, no, I mean. I mean, seriously, I don't know how you do it. I mean, women, you, you are beautifully complicated. Let me say that. Um, men, on the other hand, we are simple, okay? We are. We are straightforward. We're not very complicated, fairly industrial. Uh, you, on the other hand, you are a mysterious enigma. I mean, you, you are. In fact, I mean, you, you're mysterious emotionally, relationally, physically. I mean, you know, you, in fact, think about it this way. You can be married for like 20, 30 years, and every month you try to explain to your man what happens to you physically. We still have no clue, do we? Like, okay, what? I don't really know what's going on there. But uh, we, we, we have no clue what you go through physically. Now, ladies, however, I, I want to switch gears very seriously here for a moment because here's what I know about most of you. And, and, and a whole lot of you maybe that are here today. Um, every one of you has a deep desire to feel loved. Uh, to feel beautiful. To feel valued. To feel significant. Um, every woman uh, that I know, the thing that I know about you is that well, for many of you, you would trade almost everything you've got in order to feel that way. But the thing I know about a lot of women here today is that you don't feel that way. Um, you don't feel beautiful. You don't feel loved. You don't feel emotionally whole. You don't feel like you have much value or worth. And you don't feel special. In fact, it really doesn't matter what you, what you project on the outside either. In fact, you, you try very hard to project something else on the outside. But if the truth were known, an awful lot of you today do not feel that way on the inside. And it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter if you're single. It doesn't matter if you're married. You want to feel emotionally whole and you don't. You want to feel loved. You want to feel beautiful. You want to feel special, and you do not. By the way, husbands, let me tell you something. Your wife wants to hear that you think that she is beautiful, that she is smart, that she is loved, that she is capable and, and significant. It, it is your job, in fact, to tell her those things. Now, if you go home today and you say those things and she's never heard them before, after she gets up off the ground, okay, 
because she passed out um, in shock. Tell her again. Tell her again. You know, one of the primary reasons that women don't feel loved, valued, beautiful is just like the men here. And Pastor Scott talked about this uh, a couple of weeks ago. Just like men, the problem is you have wrapped up your identity. You've wrapped up how you define yourself as a woman in all of the wrong things. And, and what I want to say today and how this relates to the book is that that, in fact, in turn, has affected you emotionally because you've believed a lie about yourself. You, you've wrapped up who you are, uh, how you value yourself, how you see yourself, your identity, and, and all the wrong things. And so today, I want to talk about six of those things really quickly that, that are the wrong things for you to wrap your identity in, and then we're going to talk about what is the correct thing. Um, first of all, number one, your appearance your appearance. Now, for a lot of women, because you don't understand, and this is important, you don't understand who you truly are. You don't understand whose you are, who you belong to, and what God says about you. You have wrapped up your identity, your sense of beauty, your, your self-worth in your outward appearance. And, and early on, maybe as a teenager, a, a, a young teenager, or, or, or later, you, you picked up this formula, okay? More makeup plus less clothes equals more attention, okay? And you, you came to believe that. You came to accept that. that and in fact, you, you came to find, well, this is where... The problem is, though, you began to get the wrong attention, and it, it began to mess up your psyche, your emotions of who you think you really are. And a lot, a lot of women think, well, if I could just get the right dress or the right shoes, the right outfit, in fact, then if it's on sale, better, right? And, and I'll, feel, I'll feel beautiful. Ever, uh, you know, ever, ever think this? Maybe the next hair color will make me feel beautiful. Wow, I wish I could get my hair to do what her hair does. And you've tried every color known to Crayola, right? And it just, now, now I don't know, and I don't have that issue, so no, you know, I don't know what you're talking about. But anyway, um, but, but don't misunderstand what I'm saying because there is nothing wrong, absolutely nothing wrong with taking care of yourself, wanting to look good, feel good. But there's a huge difference between that and then somehow thinking that your value your identity, your self-worth, your beauty, your true beauty is wrapped up in your outward appearance. Because here's the problem. Here's what's devastating about that. If so, I mean, if you don't really understand what God says about you, who you are, then no matter how good you feel about yourself for the moment, you'll find somebody else to compare yourself to, You'll see somebody on, on TV, on the computer, you'll be in a checkout line, you'll see a magazine, and you'll think, wow, she looks better, I don't measure up. And then all of a sudden, you don't feel beautiful anymore. You don't feel like you have value. Another wrong thing that women tend to wrap their identity up in is their, their home. Number two, their home. You'll, you'll even hear women say things like this. Well, you know, my home is an extension of myself. Now, for the most part, for a man, 
That is just not true. Men, the only reason we don't live in a cave today is because of women, right? I mean, that, that's it. In fact, we, we, can live, we can live anywhere. In fact, you, you hear guys today obviously talk about, I just want to build myself a man cave. A man cave. You hear, you hear a woman say that? I need a woman cave. You know, that's crazy. Now, for, for a woman, for, for a lot of women, maybe some of you, if things aren't right in your home, then in your mind, things aren't right there, and then things aren't going to be right for everybody else. And you want to feel this sense of order because, and this is one of the things that makes you so wonderfully mysterious, is because everything is connected to everything. And for men, we're not like that. Again, we're just kind of a little simple. We compartmentalize things. And women don't do that as easily. One, one thing, you know, one thing flows to another thing. And to us, you know, it's really no big deal when the dishes aren't done, clothes are on the floor, there's four uncompleted projects around the house, because we can separate each one of those things, and it doesn't bother us at all. Now, how many of you have heard the phrase, or maybe you've heard the phrase, sex begins in the kitchen? Now, what does that mean? <laughs> not what some of you are thinking, okay? No, I don't have slides to show you. Anyway, not what you're thinking. But husbands, here's, here, here's what I, I challenge you to do this. And you'll discover what it means really quickly. Go home today and help empty the dishes. Clean the dishes. Mop the floor. Fold the laundry. Your wife will come up behind you and say, baby, you're as the sexiest you've ever looked. You know? and, and you'll find out really quickly what, what that means. Women, women have this, they want to know that their home is in order. But here's the problem. For some of you, you've taken it to the next step, and if your house doesn't look good or things are unfinished, you feel unfinished. And you don't feel valued or beautiful or loved. Here's another wrong thing that uh, many people, especially many women, will wrap their identity in. Number three, their kids. Their kids, their children. I, man, I love my kids. I love our, our children. Uh, I preached a lot of messages over the years on parenting. But if a woman truly doesn't understand who she is and who's she belong, who she belongs to and what God says about her, it's very, very tempting and it becomes very easy when she is handed that beautiful, precious bundle of joy that if she thinks to herself, I'm not beautiful and I'm not talented and I'm not loved, I'll live through them. You know, I might not feel that way, but I can live vicariously through them. Man, talk about pressure we're putting on children today. Talk about a way to screw up your kids. Because then when they do grow up and they do mess up, you feel like a terrible person. You, you take ownership of that. And, and, and the crazy thing, you can really see this too, especially as uh, kids and parents get older. Because some of you, your kids are now in their 20s, their early 30s, and they're making bad decisions. And it's so tempting for you to still live through them, and you feel terrible about yourself. It's a wrong thing to wrap up your identity in. Number four, relationships. Relationships. Let me speak just for a moment to... Uh, to the single women here today. You know, many of you define yourself as beautiful, significant, loved, 
whether or not, I mean, it's all based on whether or not you can get a guy to pay attention to you. And now for some of you, the truth is that's because you had a terrible relationship with your dad. And growing up, you were dying for his approval, for his healthy, appropriate affection. And, and quite frankly, you never got it. And so early on, you decided, well, I need to find it elsewhere. And by the way, dads, that's a message to, to you and to me that we have got to tell, especially our daughters, that they are beautiful, that they are loved, that they are important, that they, that, that they have worth, that they're so much more important than your job, that they're more important than a paycheck. But what's sad is that some of you women feel value, feel significant, based on whether or not you get a text from a guy. You, you feel affirmed that you're getting flirted with. And then it goes to the next level because if, if you're not getting flirted with, then something must be wrong. And so now I've got to do something else to get more attention. And you, you, you have done things and put yourself in positions that you regret and you feel ashamed of. All because you've wrapped up your identity, your value in the wrong thing based on whether or not you've got a man. Number five, your career. Now, I know what some of you are thinking. You say, oh, come on, Pastor Chris. That's what guys do. I, you know, women don't wrap up their value or their self-worth in their jobs. Well, more and more do. They fall into that same trap, just like guys. I think Scott talked about that. But, but for a woman, it typically comes with a twist. You see, women have this inner desire for everything to go right at work, especially on an emotional level, a relational level. So they get frustrated when they have a bad day at work and things aren't going right relationally or emotionally at work, and so then they bring it home. Now, a guy will do the same thing, but when we come home, we kick the cat and then we feel better, okay? Again, we can compartmentalize. We break it down. Uh, we can set that aside a little bit easier. Uh, women ha have a more difficult time doing that. Now, if you're a woman, and this is true of you at work, let me give you a little healthy formula that I think will help you in the future. Here it is. You ready? You are an imperfect person, okay? I know that's a newsflash to some of you, but it's true. You are an imperfect person. Not only that, guess what? You work with imperfect people. Therefore, you will never have a perfect work environment. Period. I mean, there's always going to be days when it's not going to work. When things aren't going to work out right, people are going to get each, on each other's nerves. You're not perfect. They're not perfect. It's never going to be perfect. Number six, a lot of women find their identity in religion. Religion. You know, for, and this is kind of funny for me to say this, especially what I'm about ready to say, because next Sunday is Life Group Sunday. But for some women... The worst thing you could ever do is to get around the, the other so-called godly women of some churches and go to a Bible study or a prayer group. Because in a lot of churches, now this is true, hopefully not here, but in a lot of churches, Beth Moore Bible studies are nothing more than gossip more about my man studies, okay? Nobody said amen there. I like that. Okay, that's great. Now, now I'm stepping on your toes. You know, this is how it goes down. I mean, this is the truth. You know, it's Genesis 1-1. In the beginning, God created, well, when God created my man, he made a sorry son of a biscuit eater. Let's pray for him. You know, 
And then, I mean, that, that happens. Now, women, if you get around some other women who love Jesus, and they know Jesus loves you as you are, and he continually draws you to himself step by step by step, and you are identified as Jesus sees you, then, then, man, that's a great group of women to be around and to hang out with. But if you're around a group of women who love rules and lists, and they start defining you by how you perform rather than who you are in Jesus, then you're never going to measure up. You know, instead of hanging out with women who lean up against the cross and point fingers at other people saying, you need to clean your act up before you get, you know, be a part of this group or, part, you know, before we're your friend. And, you know, instead of hanging around women like that, hang around women who kneel at the cross and say, hey, there's room for you because there was room for me. Come join us. And uh, there's a lot of women today who have left churches because they were made to feel like they didn't measure up. Now, just look back at this list and follow me for a second. Because there are a lot of women who have wrapped up their emotional, and, and, they, and they wonder why they're coming unglued. They've wrapped up their emotional well-being in these six things. My appearance, my home, my children, my relationships, my career, my, my religion. And, and looking at all that, if that's you, if that's what you've done, I got, I got one word that I know I can describe you with. And I, I know I can hit the nail on the head with this one word. You ready? Here it is. Exhausted. You are exhausted. You are tired. You know why you're so tired? Because somewhere in the back of your mind, you, you've, you've thought this. Well, one day, all of these things are going to be perfect. One day, all the planets are going to align, and I'm going to feel pretty, and my house is going to be like I want it. My kids are all going to be healthy, happy, and making a lot of money, and my husband's going to love me. That guy's going to pursue me. I'm going to have the perfect job with perfect people, and I'm going to feel good enough to fit in with the godliest of women. You're exhausted. That's never going to happen. And you've wrapped up your value, your, your sense of self-worth and beauty. On, on, it's based on the wrong list. So I think maybe, just maybe today, we should go to Scripture and let's change the list. Because if you listen to the wrong people, if you believe the wrong things, you are always, listen to me, you're always going to be an emotional mess. You're always going to make the wrong decisions. You're always going to come unglued. And so if you want to change your behavior, you've got to change what you think. Write this down. In fact, this next little statement could really change your life potentially. Listen to this. Write this down. What you think. In other words, what I mean by that is what you believe in your mind to be true. The truth affects how you feel, your emotions. Now, that, your emotions, how you feel about something, affects your behavior, affects 
the consequences. It affects what you do, how you behave. So if you want to change your behavior, you got to change what you think. you got to change what you believe to be true. Now, as a, as a follower of Jesus, if you're here today and you're a believer, if you're a Christian, if you're a follower of Jesus, what that means is you got to get the truth of God's Word into your mind. you got to listen to and believe what God says about you. Listen, this is straight from the Bible. Proverbs 23, 7. Listen to this. For as he, what? What's the next word? For as he thinks in his heart, so is he. That says exactly what I just got finished saying. Your mind, your thoughts affect the way, your, way you feel, and your heart, your emotion changes your behavior. What does Romans 12, 2 say? Don't copy the behavior and the customs of this world. What's the Apostle Paul saying? He's saying, listen, everybody, by the way, women and men, stop believing the lies of this world. But let God transform you into a new person by changing the way you what? Think. In other words... Don't believe the lies of the devil. In fact, by the way, what does Scripture say? Satan is the father of what? Lies. Stop believing the lies of this world, what the world says about you, what the magazines say about you, what television says about you, but be transformed. Be changed. Change, change by the way that you think. Now, there, there are some women in this room today, and not just women, by the way, men, who are doing some things you never thought you would do. Because you simply wanted someone to tell you that you were worthwhile. You desperately wanted somebody to tell you that you're beautiful. You wanted deep in, in your heart to feel like you were good enough. And you listened to the wrong people and you chased after the wrong things. Ladies, there's got to be a time in your life where you finally say, you know what, enough, enough is enough. I've let all these things for way too long define me and who I am as a human, as a woman, and I'm not going to do it anymore. Here's what God's saying today. Here's what God's word is saying. I want you to listen to me. I want the voice of your heavenly father to be more important in your life than every magazine, every television show, every man, because I got something to say to you. And here's what God's word says about you. Flip over your outline for a second. Man, I don't have time to read all of these scriptures. There's a lot on here. But this is one of these things where it's so foundational. You ought to put on your mirror. You ought to put on your visor. Keep in your Bible. You need to know this is the truth. This is who you are in Jesus. Listen to this. First of all, in Christ, I am completely accepted. In Jesus, you are completely accepted. Here's what God's word says about you. This is so awesome. I am God's child. I am a friend of Jesus. I have been made forever right in God's sight. I've been justified. You know what that means? That means not only has God forgiven me, but now he has transferred all the perfection, all the righteousness of Jesus onto me, to my shoulders. So that when I stand before God, he looks at me and he says, perfect. Ladies, he looks at you and he says, beautiful. He sees perfection because you are completely accepted in Christ. You are pleasing to God, not because of who you are, by the way, not because of what you've done, not because you've got to earn something or work for it, but, but simply because of Jesus and your faith in him. 
That is what God's word says about you. Now, here's the lie of Satan, though. Who do you think you are? I know what you've done. You're not worth it. It's, it's never going to be enough. You're going to have to perform and perform and perform and meet those standards just to feel good about yourself. And do you know what those kinds of false thoughts, those emotions, those lies have produced in your life? Fear. Fear of failure. Worry. Anxiety. Perfectionism. Some of you have become angry with people who interfere with your attempt to control everything. You've become addicted to uh, the approval of other people. Many people, oh, this is so sad. Many people have attempted to ease their pain and their fear of failure and not being accepted by filling that, that emptiness in their life with anything and everything. And you know it, you've seen it, some of you have experienced it. Drugs, alcohol, relationships, all because they have believed this lie. So what's the truth? Look back at your outline. In Jesus, you know what? You've been bought with a price. You belong to God. You're a member of the body of Christ, the church. I've been adopted as Jesus' child. He chose me. I have direct access to God through the Holy Spirit. I have been redeemed. I have been forgiven of all my sin, and I am complete in Jesus. That's the truth. Look at this. In Jesus, I am not only completely accepted, but I am totally secure. Totally secure. Look what God's word says about you. I am free forever from condemnation. I am assured that my God in my life has the ability to work all things together for good. I can never be separated from his love. I have been established, anointed, and sealed by the Holy Spirit. He will finish what he started in me. I am a citizen of heaven. I am hidden in Christ. I have not been given a spirit of fear, but of power and love and self-discipline. I have mercy and grace to help me in my time of need. I am born of God, and the evil one cannot touch me. In Jesus, I am accepted, I am secure, and I am deeply, deeply significant. God's word says this about you in Christ. I am the salt of the earth. I am the light of the world. I am a branch of the true vine, Jesus. I have been chosen to bear much fruit. I am an empowered witness of Jesus. I have a mission from God. I am a temple of God. His Holy Spirit lives in me. I am a minister of reconciliation. I am a co-worker with Christ. I am seated with Christ in the heavenly realms. I am his workmanship, his beautiful creation created for good works. I may now approach God with freedom and confidence and I can do all things through Christ who gives me strength do you know why today Chris Rollins stands before you as an emotionally whole person it's not because I'm attractive it's not because I'm talented it's not because I'm anything special but I am accepted I am secure and I am significant in Jesus that's my identity and I walk in freedom but some of you you constantly come unglued and you do things you're ashamed of because you don't know who you are. 
You don't know your position in Christ. That's your true identity. That's what God says about you. You're completely accepted. You're totally secure. And you're deeply significant. By the way, single women, if you walked out of here in that confidence and that knowledge, wow, what a beautiful woman who knows who she is, whose she is, and what God says about her. So here's my challenge to all of you. Live like it. You know, stop believing the lies of the evil one. That's why you're coming unglued. Dr. Neil Anderson once said this, the more you reaffirm who you are in Jesus, your true identity, the more your behavior will begin to reflect it. You know, the Bible doesn't just say that God has an unfailing love for you. God put his money where his mouth was. Jesus died on a cross for you. And while he was there, he said, Father, Father, forgive them. Because they don't know what they're doing. And I've come to take the sins of the world away. And do you know that today you can believe that? Believe it in your mind. Accept it in your heart. And it could forever change your identity. And God will say, and look at you, perfect, beautiful, my most loved child. Do that today. What are you waiting on? Bow your heads and pray with me. Dear Heavenly Father, God, thank you. Thank you for for our position in Christ, for who you say we truly are in Jesus. God, it's not because of who I am in and of myself, not, not because of anything I could do, nothing I could earn, but simply, this is what's amazing, because of your great love, you took the initiative and sent your son Jesus to, as a payment for our sinfulness, for our mess up, for our ugliness. Because of my faith in him, I am now completely accepted, significant, and secure. Thank you. God, there's a lot of women here today who do not feel that way. And they've wrapped up their identity in all the wrong things. Father, I pray today they would just know in their mind, feel in their heart, and experience as a true reality what you say about them, who they truly are. And they would walk out of here in, in freedom and in love and in grace. And maybe you're here today and, and you've never yet said you believe that. You've never yet accepted that gift. You know, you can today. It, has, it is as simple and yet as wonderful as a prayer. Really, it's just that God knows your heart and he sees the intent of it here today. And, Maybe just verbalize that in a silent prayer right now. Just say, Father, forgive me. I have been a mess, and I've been trying to... I've been trying to feel loved and beautiful and accepted, and I've been looking at all the wrong places, and my life is a mess as a result. But today, Father, I want to come home. 
today I believe, I believe that Jesus is your son. I believe that he lived that perfect life as a sacrifice for me and my, my failures. And he went to a cross to pay for my sin. But your love and your power was too great for him to be contained in death. And so he rose again three days later and he is alive. And today I believe it and I put all my faith in him and him alone. And for the rest of my days, God, I want to follow Jesus. Not to earn anything, but to just to say thank you. And I want to begin to understand and accept who I truly am. And again, it's not me, it's not what I do, but it's what Jesus did for me. Thank you, thank you, Father, for making, making me brand new and clean. Thank you for forgiving me. Thank you for securing a home in heaven for me. And Father, I pray for our church, I pray for Coastal. You know, help us to realize that we never lock eyes with another human being who's not your creation, who doesn't matter to you. If they, if they matter to you, they ought to matter to us. Give us grace and love. And Father, here, even within the church, sometimes it's so easy to forget who we are and what you've done for us. And when we do, it just, it just messes up so much in life. Thank you for Jesus who makes all this possible. We love you, and we pray this in his most beautiful name. Amen. Hey, guys, this morning we're going to continue uh, with our worship today.